This podcast could contain some content and or language that could be classified as sensitive for some listeners. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. I'm holding on to this self-care with every ounce of me. (laughs) Join us as we journey through sharing together. This week's guests are two wonderful entrepreneurs. They own a Virginia-based juice shop called Green Heart Juice Shop, and their names are Alicia and Diana. I connected with Alicia and Diana actually at a pineapple event and just through social media, it's been wonderful to see their growth and I'm really happy to have them on the show. On today's episode, we discuss entrepreneurship, self-care, boundaries, and everything in between. There are days where it's like really hard because you've been on your feet forever and ever and then someone comes out of nowhere and says, you know, this juice or this milk makes me feel a million times better. It does so many things for me Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay. This is why. This is why. This is the moment right here. The story behind Green Heart is one that I didn't know, and it's extremely moving and powerful. I was in a corporate job. I was really unhappy. I started dating Doug, and he went over to Afghanistan when we were dating, and it was his last deployment. Doug ended up being killed in action in Afghanistan. It was a huge wake-up call for me to live life, Mm. essentially. I think that a lot of the listeners can relate to not only walking through grief and loss by extending your creative self to your passion, but also connecting as women and leaning on each other and building community outside of yourself. There wasn't even too much of a thought process behind it. It happened so organically. We met and there was so much synchronicity and so much good creative energy that it was a no-brainer. Like we have to do this. Yeah. This is Greenheart Juice Shop's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) Oh, I've never had two people in the studio (laughs) saying at the same time. That's fun. How are you, ladies? We're doing great. It's it's a beautiful spring or no it's not even spring it's what fall is it? Is it, it, fall? Feels, <laughs> it feels like spring out there it does it? It that's does. how we're doing actually we have yeah it's been a crazy past couple of months we've had a lot of shifts and everything with green heart so we've yeah so i'm glad you mentioned the brand name because <laughs> i wanted to let you guys introduce yourselves and the brand so for listeners who may not be familiar with green heart can you tell us a little bit about you both and the brand yeah Diana, do you want to go first? Yes. I'll go first. <laughs> this um, is a problem with two people sometimes. It's okay. This will make it even more fun and authentic. Okay. So. Awesome. So uh, we are Greenheart. We are a organic superfood kitchen and juice bar in Great Falls, Virginia. My name's Diana. I'm the co-founder. I'm Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> Diana and I work with Greenheart together. I started Greenheart four years ago now, and then Diana came on about a year after that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had really great synergy. We met for her to start doing farmer's markets, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, it kind of became our full-time thing, like both of us. Alicia was doing it full-time, and then I came on full-time like a little later on. That's awesome. So yeah. I don't know much of the backstory. I just oh, okay. know that oh. the juice... <laughs> 
is bomb and Aww. good. And, um, <laughs> Thank you. And I want to know a little more about the entrepreneurship journey. So mm-hmm. how how it started, why it started, why Juice, and <laughs> why the expansion, and just you coming onto the team. So just yeah. feel free to share a little bit about that journey, specifically being a female entrepreneur. Yeah. I feel like I always knew I wanted to have my own business, and I don't think that I knew it until... I started Greenheart Mm -hmm. and then looking back, I was like, actually, this is something I've always wanted. And I was in a corporate job. I was doing public accounting work, actually working on the audit Mm -hmm. of a major university in the area. Mm -hmm. And I was really unhappy. I knew in grad school, getting my master's for public accounting, that it wasn't what I wanted to do. But I continued on that path because I had student loans to pay (laughs) like everyone does these days. And then I met someone who was in the military. And I started dating Doug. His name was Doug Green. Mm -hmm. And he went over to Afghanistan when we were dating, and it was his last deployment. And while he was over there, it was like such an eye-opener to see someone experience war, even though my experience was through Skype. It was still interesting watching his like uh, emotional response to everything going on there and him describing what that process is like. And I would tell him all the time, you know, I'm super unhappy in my job here, even though he's over there experiencing what he's experiencing. And despite his situation, he was always like, when I come home, I want you to be able to quit your job so that you can pursue some form of entrepreneurship. Right. At the time, I thought maybe that was a flower shop. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. That's that's an interesting transition in thought. It's very drastic. Yeah. But Doug ended up being killed in action in Afghanistan and it was like a month before he was supposed to come home and so that for me was another big eye-opener after experiencing what he went through in war and it was a huge wake-up call for me to live life Mm. essentially and I felt like in my corporate job I was not doing that you know I, I felt like part of me was dead yeah in some ways. Yeah. So I quit my job a month after Doug died and just didn't really know what I was going to do and went back to grad school in the interim. And then I was like, OK, I'm, I've, I've done that and I'm ready to pursue something different. Yeah. And so obviously the year after Doug died, that was like a big self-healing journey. And part of that for me was food. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through therapy and went through a yoga teacher training, but there was also this component of food. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that's the path that I decided to choose for entrepreneurship. Food is kind of the way to the heart anyway, right? That's very yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so Greenheart is named after Doug. I was um, going to ask that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his last name is Green. He had a green heart tattooed on his arm before he went overseas mm-hmm. to, for some reason, remind him of our relationship and mm-hmm. what he had to come back to. And I told him when he came back, I would get that same tattoo. Mm-hmm. So when he didn't, obviously, I still got the tattoo. Oh. <laughs> it's on my arm. And when I started this business, I wanted his memory to be a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. And so I named it Greenheart, knowing that it also had a, all these other implications of, you know, clean, healthy living yeah. and, you know, just so much soul because, you know, the thing that we don't really put out as much, but it's there mm-hmm. is we all grew up together. We didn't run around in the same circles, mm-hmm. um, the three of us, <laughs> but 
there was always this presence with Doug where he was just like the heart of the team and you know he brings so much of that still to Greenheart so it's really nice to continue to honor his legacy in one way or another that's amazing yeah so fast forward a little bit to when Diana joined the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you need help? Because a lot of female entrepreneurs, and I want to talk about this too, we're going to circle back to Doug and self-healing and that grieving process and mm-hmm. just how you worked through that. But mm-hmm. a lot of female entrepreneurs feel like we can do it all on our own. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need help. I don't want help. <laughs> I don't want an assistant. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't want a co-founder. I don't want any of that. I just want it to be me. And mm-hmm. that's the control freak Leo in me. But I always find it amazing when two women can partner up and make magic happen and mm-hmm. lean on each other in business and in friendship. So what was that trigger for you? Like, I need somebody, I want somebody. And then how did that affect you and all of the different changes that come along with having two <laughs> yeah. instead of one? Yeah. So I knew from when I started Greenheart, I did not want to do it on my own. Okay. I wanted someone to share the experience with because I had spent so much of my time the last few years feeling a little lonely. Yeah. And so I I just didn't have that person walk into my life yet. Mm -hmm. And Greenheart was getting to the point where I was starting with the juice and it was ramping up. And like you said, I really needed help, mostly with the farmer's market at the time, which is what I, Diana and I originally sat down and talked about. Mm -hmm. And she came on and there wasn't even too much of a thought process behind it. It happened so organically, which is the great part because we met and there was so much synchronicity and so much good creative energy that it was a no brainer. You like know. we have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so Diana came on and you can kind of share your experience from there. And then we can talk maybe a little bit about the two person dynamic. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, so I was working in corporate recruiting for a long, long time. I particularly worked with military vets. Okay. That were coming off of active duty. Look and at that. Yeah. It was a so weird, weird connection as well. <laughs> Yeah. So I would spend my days, you know, talking to these guys who were coming off of active duty. And before that, I, for the longest time, had been feeling like something was missing. And, okay, is this really, like, the route I want to go? I went, you know, I did everything that was expected of me by my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) We're going to talk about that, too. You know, I I had gone to a really good school, and I had gotten this really good job, but... There was always something that like wasn't clicking, that I, I just wasn't happy. And I remember going through like juicing on my own at home and thinking, okay, this is awesome, but it's so time consuming and miserable. Like yeah. I don't want to do this <laughs> by myself. So then I was going through yoga teacher training too at the time and I knew I didn't want to do that either. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what do you want to do? Why are you so reluctant? And then I remember Alicia had started Granola and I'd been following the journey for a little while and she started Juice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. She's making organic juice. I can get it from her. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> right. And she posted something on Facebook one day and I was sitting at work and I remember it's like the tail end of the day. And I don't even remember why I even messaged, like, you know, a second job was something I wasn't doing. I was already working about 60 to 70 hours a week Wow! that I messaged her and I was like, hey, I have time. I can help. 
<laughs> look at the universe. Yeah. And then I remember I went to Mexico and that trip was like kind of like a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Like I went by myself. It was like the first time I was alone anywhere. Yeah. And then coming back and like just seeing how excited I was to come back to Greenheart to yeah. help was just like, okay, this is more than just, you know, me helping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Look at how synced. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you both had corporate jobs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had one before while well, I was working in the nonprofit sector. So mm-hmm. I, I know what that's like going to work, commuting, being empty, working for someone else, mm. just not feeling fulfilled at all and already having a creative spirit and all of those things, trying to figure out how to transition out. Should you transition out? Should you do both? <laughs> how did you guys decide this is it? I'm not going to toggle between the two. I'm going to follow what my heart wants and leave this job. <laughs> yeah. So for I think it was probably a little easier for me because yeah. I had that huge experience that was you know, very cut and dry for me. I was driving back on my first day back in after Doug had died and I was like tears calling Mm. my mom, like, please just tell me that it's okay for me to do this. And so it was very cut and dry, Mm -hmm. but I think Diana probably had a a little bit of a different, a a tougher experience making that transition. So once I had been there for so long, the team that I was on Mm -hmm. was very small and I was specifically a part of a three-person team and those two guys that I worked with Mike and Jim had literally become like fathers to me Mm. and it was one of those things where like we would all just bounce off each other and it was a great working relationship so leaving that team was a little hard yeah in that they were supportive but they were still like you know you can you can stay or you can always come back yeah And so I think it's also important to note that having, you know, I think for Diana, she did have, there was this period where she was like, well, I think I'll still juggle this while I'm juggling that, which I feel Mm -hmm. like is more common than just like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and start this one day. Yeah, there was a lot of tears. And I mean, more on my end because, you know, it's a little nerve wracking, but also like you've become accustomed to a certain kind of like day to day. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, a free for all. Yeah. And yeah. it's so much of fear of the unknown, you know, right. like mm-hmm. are we going to be able to pay ourselves? How much are we going to be able to pay ourselves? And when is that right? <laughs> like, <clears throat> I think that the person that like really just kind of made me want to get rid of that fear or made it okay for me to be okay with the fear was my dad mm. said one day like when I was really like, "Okay, should I quit? Should I do this?" And he wasn't even a part of the conversation. And he's an entrepreneur, but that's another story for a different day. He, <laughs> he like, popped his head in a room and said, sometimes you just got to take a risk. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about that today. I did a chart on my Instagram, and, and mm-hmm. there was a word that said risk equals, I think I put, like, enjoying the adventure or finding mm. adventure and risk is is hard yeah it is so hard to be vulnerable and to take a mm-hmm. risk specifically when it comes to your livelihood and how you're going to make ends meet as an entrepreneur because a lot of people feel like entrepreneurship is either 
super, super duper successful or Mm -hmm. it's a fail. Like there's no middle ground as you work your way up. Mm -hmm. So how have you been able to to find your middle ground while working your way up? Greenheart has grown. You have a fan base. You have a customer base. You've expanded a little. How have you guys been able to find that middle ground without going, I can't do this? Honestly, I feel like we're still in that middle ground place Mm -hmm. where we have grown, but you know, as a business owner, to keep up with that growth, there are still expenses that go right along with that. So the amount that Diana and I have been living off of has been still (laughs) like a very, you know, meager amount to most people. And even though we have seen a lot of growth, especially in the last year, Mm -hmm. it hasn't necessarily meant financial growth for her and I personally. And it's tough. (laughs) It's really (laughs) tough. But that is when the passion kicks in. Yeah, right. And that's when it's something so much bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And you really have to come back to those initial reasons of why you started. And for us, it's to help other people work through issues that are going on in their lives, Mm -hmm. whether that's through helping them get to a place of better health, feeling better in their bodies. Mm -hmm. And even though we focus on the food aspect, we still love to have conversations with our customers Mm -hmm. about these other aspects in their lives that also contribute to their health. Yeah. And those are the conversations that I think help you stick through that middle ground. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, there are days where it's like really hard because you're You've been on your feet forever and ever and you're still like going at it. And then someone comes out of nowhere and says, you know, this juice or this milk makes me feel a million times better. And it does so many things for me. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, this is why this is why Mm -hmm. this is the moment right here. This one person who I don't know is telling me how much this means to them. That's wonderful. Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun. It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas? FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200-plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between $269 to $467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo tie-dye bowls. Many of the products' individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. 
I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11-year-old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. So walking through grief and being a business owner, Mm -hmm. you had a really traumatic experience with Doug. And I'm sure over the past four years, you both have had personal experiences that are hard to go to work and deal with. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk to you about how you walked through that and how you continue to walk through that, because I feel like it really never goes away. You just Mm -hmm. it's just the gateway to the healing process as a whole. Yeah. And then how you guys handle the bad days. <laughs> um, so I think the business and starting the business was something that immensely helped with the grieving process. Mm. One, being able to share Doug's story, but also being able to share my story helped heal yeah. so much. And that to me was really the... I think the what helped me get through it, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, there was the therapy and everything, but being able to, I guess, be out in the world, and I always come back to, I think we all just want to be heard mm-hmm. and seen. Mm-hmm. And having, <laughs> it sounds so terrible, but having someone acknowledge or maybe affirm to me, mm-hmm. like, yes, what you went through is very hard, mm-hmm. and maybe, like, share in that a little bit with yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Um helped me move forward yeah and that doesn't sound bad at all yeah no not at all that is a part of the human experience sometimes we need that outside validation and that outside connection to make Mm -hmm. us feel like I'm not standing alone in this and it's really awesome that a month before your partner was supposed to come home that you had this memory of he wants me to live Mm -hmm. out this dream and you kind of have this again validation and permission to 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 live Mm. even though he is no longer here so that's really special too because a lot of people wouldn't be able to carry on it'd be I don't know if I could like that's extremely tough but life goes on and it's about what we do with the days that we have here right so that's really admirable that you were able to walk through that because that's that's hard I had no idea (laughs) that that was a part of the backstory. Yeah, I think we we don't, you know, it's something we don't really talk about anymore. It was Mm. something initially in the beginning. But I will say, you know, you say, how do you continue to walk through it? And I think over time, because that has been healed, it really, you know, like this year on the anniversary of his death, this was the very first year where I didn't even realize, Mm. you know, Um, Mm. I saw someone, I saw his sister post something and I was like, Oh, Oh. I forgot. And so as these changes have happened in my life where, you know, 
got married, mm-hmm. got pregnant, had a baby. You right. know, you really start to move past those. But we still have, like you said, those days where we have these very personal things going on in our lives and we're still that person when we walk into our job. Yeah. And the great thing is, is we have, because we own our business and it's wellness focused, (laughs) (laughs) that we get to have these really great conversations to talk it out, but also acknowledge if I'm feeling a certain way or she's feeling a certain way and maybe sometimes just let it sit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that's re- a really good point. You know, like a, a part of my backstory and like getting to this point where I can actually even talk about a lot of things with yeah. Alicia has been, you know, my actual movement through wellness. And before I left my job, like I had a severe anxiety attack like a year before mm-hmm. and, you know, had started moving towards wellness. And yeah. I think that like it all culminates into now and, you know, feeling this almost acceptance of it's okay to not be well Mm -hmm. and when she says like we have those days where like we talk about things and then we have those days where we just sit on things (laughs) and it's you know it's helpful to have somebody along I guess my journey that like can understand we either need to talk or we can just let it simmer yeah you know yeah absolutely so the next question is customers right yeah (laughs) We would love to think that everything in business is peachy keen all Mm -hmm. the time. But have you guys had any kind of like, oh, shit moments like what is going on? An unhappy customer. And Mm -hmm. if so, how have you dealt with that? So so this this (laughs) this has been like this has been one of those, I think, talking points of not taking it personally mm-hmm. when you really, really want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Diana and I have so many similarities in the way that we react to things. Yeah. And I think most people take things personally. Yeah. Right? Um, Even in business, it's yeah, hard to right. step away yeah. and not be offended or hurt or what have you. Right? Yeah. And so we definitely have had the customers where there's like a quality control issue maybe like I I could go into the details of like oh our cashew milk spoils because Mm -hmm. it's a nut and it's a freshly made product right and sometimes there are bad batches where it goes it spoils quickly yeah um so we've had unhappy customers from that Mm -hmm. and for us I think the biggest thing has been working through that wanting to make it personal Mm -hmm. and saying okay this is just you know a part of it yeah yeah and being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and even though sometimes you put yourself in that other person's shoes and you're like, like I, I just wouldn't yeah no. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like really I mean okay but you know like she said you put yourself in other people's shoes but sometimes it's really hard yeah and then you think Okay, what is this person going through? Like, sometimes it's not about you. Like, most times it's not about us. Yeah. I had a situation once back in the winter, back this winter, Mm -hmm. where it was, I couldn't do anything to make this person happy. Mm -hmm. And people around us were just like in disbelief that this was happening. Mm -hmm. And it left me really upset. It left me like, I cannot believe that just happened. And the people around me were like, I don't know why that just happened to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it 
was absolutely about that person yeah. because even as that person backed away, they said, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm having a bad day. Mm. And that was the minute I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> you're okay. like, you're right. You are having a bad day and <laughs> you need to take it somewhere Right. Else. Right. <laughs> but right. you do have your particular customers and, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to understand that, okay, they support you and everybody has their quirks yeah and everybody is weird is yeah. what you find out at the oh my gosh <laughs> for real though <laughs> like, I, I just have to say you really start to learn how different everybody is yeah but also how beautiful that is yeah. you know that everyone's contributing something a little different yeah but I will say that I think in business we're stuck in this way of thinking of the customer is always right. Yeah. You know, we're always told the customer is always right. Mm -hmm. And so there's that very old way of thinking of like, okay, well, even if we don't feel like we made a mistake, we have to honor this. And sometimes it's about protecting your space as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those we, boundaries are important. Yeah. They are. I'm so glad that you said that because... I've had that experience as well, specifically with my skincare line, not necessarily with mm -hmm. the books, but mm -hmm. with things that are made in small batches and handmade with love and all of this. It's people can be nasty, yeah. especially if things aren't going their way. And I've had to fire a few customers and just say, I appreciate the business that you've given me, but this right here, like you said, it's not healthy and I'm going to have to have to ask you not to purchase from us anymore because it's important that we set boundaries and that we're also, you know, interacting in a way that's civilized and kind, no matter if there's a mistake made or not. Of course, mm -hmm. as a business owner, if you make a mistake, you fix it. Or if your customer is really unhappy, you try to find a way to find this even ground or perhaps compromise. But there's a line between being a business owner and being accommodating and compromising and being a business owner and being walked all over because you have someone who's giving you money. So it's just really interesting to find those boundaries within business. There are people that, you know, will want certain, you know, I don't even know how to say it, but there are people that will want special privileges or special treatment and, you know, they'll they'll say things that you're just like, okay, I mean, I get it. You're right. You you do do this and you do spend this. and But at the same time, like, that takes away from a person who might not be able to afford, mm. like, $200 of juice a week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is like their treat for themselves one time a week. Right. We want them to feel the exact same way yes. as that person who's walking away with $200 of worth of juice. Right. Absolutely. That's a good point. That's mm -hmm. great. So we have about five minutes left. I wish we could talk <laughs> longer. Um, there's so much more I want to ask and talk about, but we'll have to have you guys back. So self-care in business. Mm. You are a wife and mm. a mom, and you guys both run a business full time, right? Right. Yeah. How do you guys make space for yourself? So I'm going to ask three from Alicia and three from you and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this happen so how you guys just walk through the self-care process being business owners and and women entrepreneurs full-time yeah so I always have one thing that I go back to and it's if I'm not breathing I'm not there <laughs> and so even though it seems really small 
sometimes it really is just taking a step back and taking a breath. Yeah. And that might be all we get one day. Yeah. And that immediately, I think, relaxes my body mm-hmm. and puts me in that place of, you know, not chronic stress, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And for me, the second thing is making dinner with my husband at mm-hmm. night. That is a big self-care thing for both of us. Mm-hmm. It's our way to connect at the end of a long day and really, like, <laughs> find out what's going on in each other's lives. Right. And a third thing, I would say, you know, getting in some form of exercise, which sounds so cliche, but right after I had Ava, Mm -hmm. my baby, going on that walk, like trying to get that in every other day was that movement for me helps me process thoughts. Mm. And so being able to move in some way, shape or form really helps me get through some of the more stressful and difficult things. Yeah. Diana? I think that for me, movement is probably the big one. Yeah. Um, I, I have, you know, this past summer, I took on the all five farmers markets. So it was a little, it was a lot of standing and a lot of like talking to people that my running routine really suffered Mm -hmm. and my yoga routine really suffered. And I'm now getting back to the place where I am giving myself like half an hour a day to go on a run or I'll go to the later yoga class because I know it'll make me feel better. So that's one. Eating correctly is for me the biggest self-care improvement I've made Mm -hmm. in my life, whether it's I have meals delivered to my house once a week and I get all this fresh produce at the farmer's markets because we have great farmers market friends that just kind of give it to us, yeah. which is fantastic. So making time to make myself a good meal mm-hmm. instead of just putting anything in my body has yeah. been like the biggest learning to love myself experience mm, I've had. I love that. And then reading. I know that that sounds like, oh, you're like thinking, but I didn't read for a long time yeah. after I started doing this. <laughs> and I'm now getting back to the point where I'm like buying books and, you know, sitting down and just reading for 30 minutes a night has been like so great for me. Wonderful. Yeah. Those are awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy to have had you ladies here. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. I wish we could talk more. But like I said, we are going to have to have you guys back. I want to talk about the rebrand and the stuff that's on the horizon (laughs) and all of that good stuff. So thank you again, ladies. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey Girl is a member of the District Productive Network. Produced by Jamie Benson and me, Alex L. Music provided by DC's own Kokai. Kokai.